0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Long Walk Podcast with your girl Haas, where we talk about wellness, creativity, and other musings from an elder millennium. Your girl is older, wiser, stronger, and I know you are too. For today's episode, we're talking about taking your time while you're running out of time. Now, this is all just a feeling. It's a feeling I've held for a very long time. It's a feeling I've had almost my entire life. And I hope it doesn't come off as self-indulgent. That's not my intention. Because there are those that are legitimately running out of time. So this is not in any way, shape, or form a disrespect to them. Also, you know, we never know what we never know. So maybe in some ways this is relevant. I have always felt like I was chasing something. Like there was never enough all the things I want to do. It's not enough time. And like I said, I've felt that way since I was a very little child, always calculating. I think as soon as I really learned like addition and subtraction, I was using it to figure out how to manage my life and the things that I wanted to do. It's a joke, but I remember being a little girl and trying to fig crunch the numbers to figure out when I could marry Michael Jackson Michael Jackson and finding out that you're a grown up when you're 18 and figuring out how old he was and doing the math for when I was 18 and in my mind me and him get married and we're performing on stage and and we're also sitting cuz you know it's my dreams so we're also sitting on a porch drinking lemonade too so wild fantasies of a little girl (laughs) but i just remember always calculating always feeling like there's just not enough and i am really really privileged with having people in my family that live a really long time healthily with their faculties and um I still felt like, wow, I could live to hundred, but oh no, that's not enough time. I need like, I need like 500 years for all the shit I want to do. And yeah, so that's my little kid mind. And it, it was my mind then, my mind in adolescence, my mind in my twenties, thirties, and now forties. It's just, there was always more. I want more, I want more, I want more. And I just always felt like I was in a rush. I was in a rush to get somewhere. As a kid, it felt like I was taking too long to get to adulthood so that I could pursue my dreams. And then, and then you know, that's the joke. Um, reaching adulthood and then i'm an adult woman so feeling the reverse effect that now you know society tells me my prime is 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 short-lived so i am crunching these numbers and like maybe no one's going to care about me once i get out of my 20s and there's so much i want to do and so much that i want to be validated for and so it was always like a mad dash. It's always just like, when is the timing good enough? You know, um, and the twenties were hard because I, I I was really pursuing my music. Twenties into my thirties, I was really pursuing my music. Um, and you just all these thoughts in your mind about all these things that don't have anything to do with the music or just don't have anything to do with what you're specifically pursuing, but you have to match the package. So I'm, you're concerned about, I'm saying you're, I was concerned about like my youth, my desirability, my relatability. Um, and how do I manage that? And also focus on the creativity part, the construction of music, the the the, the performing, the recording, the touring, all these things that um, you're trying to make work together. And frankly, I personally feel they don't work together. You know, when you're creating your art, when you rush your art. I think you should give yourself a deadline because you don't want to get lost in the pursuit and never in the in the doing but when you rush your art the art loses out and ultimately you lose out but you know these things are have become industries so it becomes so hard and I'm, I'm focusing on the music and the creativity part, but it always felt, I always felt what I call the rush, you know, um, even with, with children. I don't have any children. And before I could ever decide if that was what I want or I didn't want, someone was telling me how much time I have. And there's biological stuff, absolutely. I get it, but you're never—you can never be where you are, because you're always thinking about where you've got to be, and it's tough, you know. And we're all so used to it that we say things that can lack empathy and care. And, and we don't even notice because that, it's the norm. I remember visiting my sister when she had just given birth and she was still in the hospital. And I went to visit her, my new nephew, and she's in a double room. And that mom next to her visitor just randomly, randomly started talking to me. I guess asked me my age. And I say 29. And that person says, Oh, well, you better get it together. Because 29, your aches are already drying up. Who says that to a stranger? <laughs> like, who does that? And I was just in disbelief, because I was just like, how do you respond to that? If you have the audacity to say that to someone, is it worth, you're at a place that I don't want to deal with, like, personally, is it worth me having a response to that, but it's just the freedom. My point is it's just the freedom with which we are comfortable in saying folks are out of time. And it's it, there's so many reasons. It's, it's the glorification of youth, of feeling, and I, I don't know, I think to some extent it's different for men. It's still there. It's just more extreme for women, but to feel like you're out of time, but you're 32 in the 21st century and relatively healthy is absurd. And that's exactly how I felt. And it would happen, like I said, random times, like just being in the hospital, to visit my sister. Or, you know, if you meet a peer in your field and, you know, you're talking music and then they find out, they find out you're 33 and just the sad, the sad look on their face when they see that, like, like there's something wrong with you. And It's such an odd thing because this episode is not really so much about ageism. It's not that. It's that you're being told where you have to be at a certain time. And so you never feel like there is any time. And you sacrifice, and I'm speaking for myself from my perspective here, you sacrifice so much what would my music look like if i felt like i had time and that it would be considered for support or acc- accolades or or anything mostly support or, or, or just being noticed and it didn't matter how old i was what would that look like what would that sound like what would that film look like if you could really just sit and and allow yourself to focus and indulge on the details before you released it you know and not everything needs a ton of time but you don't get the option it's um the word that's coming up for me is like humbling it's humbling because you feel like you know what you can do and that you're good at fat, but then now someone's telling you that you're, you have this much time to do it. And so then you question, then you question if it's a possibility, if you are any good. Uh, And then you, you, you make these choices for your life. And then you're using up more time, you're getting stuck, I think about, The jobs that I didn't want, that I took, that I thought were temporary, but I stayed way too long. You know, and you stay way too long for all these reasons because you think if you focus on this, then you don't have to, then you have to stay there so you can give your focus to that. But that didn't work and now you're still here and now you're still uncomfortable. And it just feels like like the sand is in your hands, running through your fingers. And so many points where you feel like you almost get it right. You almost get there and you just miss it. And you almost get there again and you just miss it. And that keeps happening year after year after year. And now you're you're You've expired out of that prime, that prime time when you're supposed to be interesting, according to society. You're supposed to be worthwhile, according to society. And so right now, I still have all these interests. I still have all these dreams. And I'll be honest with you, they are very different than what... They were 10, 20 years ago. And I would have thought that it would have been more because I just didn't succeed in the way that I wanted to. And there's there's a part of that that's there too. But it's also that I'm just a very different person than I was 10, 20 years ago, five years ago. But it's a society I'm out of time to society and what I believed because of society, I'm out of time. And at first it was very frustrating because it's like, what am I going to do? I wanted to do all these things and then A part of me just breathed a sigh of relief. I am so freaking thankful to be out of time. So now I can finally live my life. I can finally pursue those things knowing that there's nothing I have to keep up with. I'm... Not that demographic anymore. I'm not in, I'm not a part of that demographic anymore. I'm not, you know, and I, and i am saying these things according to what society pushes. It's not that I'm no, young, no longer relatively youthful. You know, I'm not young, but I'm relatively youthful. Um, it's not that I'm no longer desirable, but. I don't have shit to prove because I am outside, I am in my forties, I am outside of that. This is what I need to be according to whoever, whomever. And what a gift, because now I get to focus. Now I get to create my art and pursue my passions without making sure I have this perfect six pack for when I have to do the package for it and, and send it and send it out to the world. You know. Don't get me wrong, I'd love a six pack, but not for my art. Not to use in pursuit of my passions. Um and that's nice. That's nice it's weird because it's everything I feared was that I just wasn't gonna get any of anything that I wanted and anything that I was in pursuit of in the, in the time that I felt that I wanted to. And I didn't and it's okay and I'm okay. And I say all this because now, yay, I can finally live my life. I'm not thinking about all these things, but do I still feel like I'm running out of time? Absolutely. Because I started out that way. I started out that way. I had a moment I was talking to my coach and I had a moment where I, I was telling them that I had completed something I wanted to pursue. And I got so happy. And then as soon as I finished that, a new idea came up in my mind of something else I'd like to try. And I got sad because I was like, I have so many things. How am I going to get to do all the things? because I really, really want to do all the things. And then I said, you know, I went from excited to sad, to I guess a little neutral, again with the like, you know, it's okay. It's nice that I want to do things. That's a part of the gift and I would love to get to do all the wonderful, wonderful things that I have in my mind, passions, creativity, pursuits, travel. I I would love it if in this life I got to do it all. But what a gift it, it is that I just want to. So that's what I'm sitting with for now. That's what I think is going to bring me some peace. Because I don't know anything about the future. No one does. But I do know that I have some things that I'm looking forward to. And how cool is that? It's major. It's majorly cool. That's where I'm at. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always find me on Instagram at the Long Walk Podcast, Twitter at Hasina Music, YouTube at the Long Walk Podcast, and Facebook at Hasina. Thank you for listening to the Long Walk. I so much appreciate it. I look forward to continuing this walk with you. See you soon. One love.